All right, let's do it. Phil, bring us in. Can you fucking believe it? Oh, yeah, well, no, apparently. The intensity. Yeah, I know, right? Okay, so um, this is episode 32, which, <laughs> excuse me, ironically <laughs> enough, 32 uh, is our year anniversary, more and we or less. we have decided not to commemorate it at all. Yeah, we're basically going to be like, well... We couldn't get 52 of them in, so we'll, <laughs> we'll just not necessarily consider this a year. We'll consider it, I don't know. Well, year time-wise, but not chrono- uh, <laughs> episode-wise. When we get to episode 52, I don't care how long it is that we've been doing it. I'll just be like, it's been a year! <laughs> See, unfortunately, you know, the, the big events in movies do not follow the big events in the timeline of our podcast. Exactly. It's well, not like we can do a year in review and talk about... The Oscar nominations or potential Oscar nominations or something because now we we start in August. Yeah, yeah. So you know we sort of timed this badly. We should have started in January, but <laughs> apparently, yeah, whatever. It took us long enough to get started. You think I mean it's just a miracle we ever got started at all. <laughs> well, we gotta do that, man. Oh, I know that would be great, dude. Yeah, okay. Oh, <laughs> spike in the levels. Wow, I got it on that one. And that was like behind the couch and everything. Okay. Anyway, no theater of mine today, people. <laughs> um, so, You're living the experience. Ooh, I think I used this term before. It's podcast verite. Indeed. Which is kind of a stupid term, but it's mine, <laughs> damn it. It's kind of an oxymoron. So, well, you. You just blew my mind, Phil. Okay, so if I seem a little slow today, it's only because um, we just went and ate, and I ate a bunch of food, and I'm sort of still trying to recover. So all the brains in my stomach. Exactly. So anyway, okay. So this week, I think we got more of like an older type of podcast, or not older podcast, older podcast, <laughs> older, older type of movie things. things. Yeah, yeah, the older movie type of well, things. Well, you know, I gotta take a little blame. Is that for some reason I just was watching like ancient pictures, not so ancient pictures, but. But I watched a couple that were like 40 and 50 years old. <laughs> and, and they're fun. They'll be, I, I hope they'll be a little interesting to talk about, but eh, we'll yeah, see. Yeah, well, okay, so yeah, I mean, and my thing is, too, is, and I've been doing this a lot lately, is and I need to sort of get out of the habit of this, is that I've been re-watching a lot of the older movies that I had already seen. Yeah. So, um... And see, I the opposite. I have been on, for the longest time, I just record movies that I've never seen on the DVR that sound interesting and I watch them. Yeah. So I'm always watching something that I've never seen before. You see, no, I, oh, I haven't re-watched a movie in a long time. See, that seems like all I've been doing lately is re-watching. Okay, I watched Predator. That was one of the ones that I couldn't remember that I had watched this week. I watched Predator, which I've only seen about 40 fucking times. And then, uh, <laughs> you know... <laughs> I, I did watch... Um, do you want to do one of yours first, or do you want to do my, like, one first? We'll do your one. Okay, I watched The Grudge, which... Sarah Michelle Gellar. Oh, yeah, Sabrina. Um, wait, no, she wasn't Sabrina. She was... Uh, Buffy. She, Buffy, yeah. Whatever, they're all the same. No. Eh, not really, but whatever. Okay, so anyway... Um, yeah, watch The Grudge, which, uh, if anybody out there isn't aware, which we need to do this, I think, when we talk about movies, because otherwise, there might be somebody out there who doesn't know. Um, <laughs> it's, it's one of those Japanese-based horror movies that, came, that were all the rage in like the mid to late 90s. Well, or was it later than that? Later than that. I'd say maybe 98 to 2005 or something. Okay, yeah. So it was uh, basically the story was uh, Sarah Michelle Geller. Uh, I guess she like volunteered to be, or maybe it was her job. I couldn't quite, I don't remember. But she was like a caretaker for a company that would uh, basically, not a nurse, but like a caretaker for old people. Right. And um, she goes to this house. And all these creepy things happen. And there's some little kid uh, that is uh, pissed off about something. And his, his sister or somebody is there as a ghost. And it's all just ghosts. That's all. Uh, Japanese people are big on ghosts. That's true. They don't have the, uh, the um, plethora, let's say. There's oh. no Michael Myers. There's no Jason. Well, then, there's yeah, no, there's no zombies. There's no Frankenstein. There's no vampires. Right. It's all just ghosts. Pretty much. And I, but so anyway, I rewatched that, which I had seen it quite a while ago, and I always got that in the ring confused. And obviously, I know the difference between <laughs> the two. 
<laughs> because the ring, you watch the videotape and you die seven days later or whatever. Um, and the grudge, you just step into a house. Yeah, you just fucked. go in. You just go in the house, and these ghosts are all pissy and shitty for no reason. You didn't do anything to these ghosts. They're just all pissed off. I mean, what's up with that? I don't know. Fucking ghosts. And um, it's so weird to me that the Japanese horror. I mean, it's always you know something it gets haunted. You know, it's a haunted cell phone or a haunted camera. Or, well, and it, yeah, and in this case, it was a haunted house. But right. I mean, but yeah, it's like. I don't know. I mean, maybe ghosts are very big in like the Japanese they are. culture or something. They are. But okay. So anyway, Sarah Michelle Gellar, she goes to this house. She's taking care of this old woman who's more or less... Grace Zabriskie. Uh, yeah. I can't believe you knew that. <laughs> of course <laughs> I know Grace Zabriskie. Well, oh man. Now I feel like a schmuck. Anyway, <laughs> um, so she goes to this house. She's trying to take care of this old lady. This old lady is more or less, I don't know, catatonic or right. whatever. And it's because she can see the ghosts. And I don't know if it's because she's senile or what. Because there's this scene in the beginning of the movie where they're moving in. Weirdest casting in this movie. Uh, Isn't Bill Pullman in it? Bill Pullman's in it. Who plays... And then I'm, okay, I'm trying to keep this straight in my mind. Bill Pullman plays a college professor. Mm-hmm. Who this Japanese girl has a crush on, and he like rejects her, or he's I think he's married, uh, and so she can't be with him. So she writes him all these love letters and stuff. The Japanese woman's husband finds these love letters, proceeds to then kill her and then himself. I don't remember. No, it's just uh, and so basically the story is is that. In a, in a moments of extreme rage, uh, the grudge stays in the house or something. Right. And so then, you know, uh, Sarah Michelle Geller gets the pants scared off of her. Not literally, unfortunately. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, <laughs> and then there's this Japanese detective, Japanese cop detective who goes to the house to investigate. He figures out that it's haunted or something. And then he goes to try and burn the house down and can't quite do it. And it's just... I mean, it's not scary. It's just creepy. Well, like it's it, it, it is scary. There are parts in it where you're like, ew. You what? know, with the with the hand in the shower. It's novel. Yeah. And um, then when 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 the her sister or whatever looks under the covers and the girls under the covers, it's creepy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I get that. It's creepy. It's not to me. It wasn't scary. It's very atmospheric. A lot mm. of these movies, these Japanese type horror movies, it all depends on the atmosphere. Right. You know, and um, it's that movie, which I didn't realize actually, half of that movie, if not more, is told in flashback. Correct. To try and sort of explain why this house is haunted. <laughs> right. But there's nothing, when you think about it, there's really nothing that happens other than these ghosts scare the shit out of people and they kind of go nutty, or, you know. So, yeah. I mean, nothing really happens. <laughs> um what was I going to say? I did always appreciate, and I can't remember, I, are there only two grudges or are there three? Because I, I remember watching one with, I think, Amber Tamblin, and, um, and it got a little apocalyptic. Really? Like, uh, yeah, because uh, the, the grudge girl was, like, taking over the world and oh. killing everybody. Whoa. Now, see, that sounds who like a bad... Had, who had been connected with anybody who had been connected with anybody who had been in the house? Oh, well, that sounds more interesting to me, actually. <laughs> but <laughs> I think there's only two. I, I don't think they made a third one. But, yeah. Well, then... And it's, like, a, it's funny, though. Uh, some of these, of these Japanese um, pictures, when they come to America, are, quite, are, are ones I enjoy. What's the one... Ah, uh, frack. Um, where the ghosts are in the computers... And oh boy, um, oh wait, is that the one? No, I'm thinking the one with the cell phones because you that's, get a call. That's one missed call, right? Okay, and then there's yeah, I know which one. There's another one where the ghost is in the computers and sends you a weird email or something. Yeah, yeah when you can see all the dead people on the other side, they they want to get out and kill you. Right, yeah. they turn you into ash. I love uh, it. No, I know that I know what you're talking about. I don't know the name of it, but yeah. But I always enjoyed that one. Um, well, I did. Uh, well, I did want to mention, too, that, like I said, the casting in this movie is very odd. I almost wonder yeah. if they just, like, asked people, would you be willing to go to Japan and make this movie? <laughs> and the people that they cast were the ones that said, yeah, sure, why not? Because well, Bill Pullman's in it, which, fine, Bill Pullman, whatever. Uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar was supposed to be the big draw. Right. Um, 
uh, Clea Duvall, isn't it? Yes. Looking very unattractive and severe. She always looks a little dykey. Oh man, in this movie though, it's like almost like they make they intentionally make her less attractive, which she's not exactly the most attractive girl to start with. Yeah. But she's not in this movie, she's just I mean almost like aggressively non-attractive. Mm-hmm. Um and I can't remember the name of the guy who's the boyfriend of Sarah Michelle Geller. But he was sort of one of these middle- Jason Bear. He was on um Roswell, thank you, Disembodio. Hey, there we go. <laughs> Disembodio's back, people. <laughs> um, yeah, he was on. He was on a WB show called Roswell for three years. Okay, see, I knew he was one of these guys. Like, and that would have totally been the description of what he is. <laughs> Maybe like one of these guys that's on some sort of middling show on the WB, you know. Mm-hmm. But so that's who that was. And um, there was oh, um, Sam Raimi's brother was in it. Yeah, Ted. Ted Raimi, for some reason, like. Because it's produced by Sam. Was it? Yeah. Oh, see, I missed that. Okay. Well, there you go. But, I mean, seriously, I got the impression almost that they just asked people if they'd be willing to go to Japan, and whoever said yes would gotten to be in the movie. Yeah, the, uh, the ghost house label is Sam Raimi's. Oh, that's Whenever right. Whenever you see the skull in the yeah. keyhole, that's Sam. Okay, yeah. See, I forgot that. But, yeah, I, I can't say that I necessarily recommend it, um, just because I think that those type of... If I'm... For me personally, if I'm going to watch a horror movie, mm-hmm. it's not just going to be some ghost story. Uh, ghost yeah. stories, to me, are the least interesting. Well, to me, I, I think there's a, there's a thing where if you're... In a lot of ways, the original Japanese versions are, are more atmospheric, but they rarely make sense. Oh, sure. They always... Uh, just fly off into the Netherlands at the end and you're like, what the fuck did I just watch? Right, right. They collapse in like their last 20 minutes because they make no sense whatsoever. Did you ever see... The Americanized versions tend to do better. They 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 make more sense. They force them to include closure. Oh, okay, gotcha. Did you ever see that movie, and I haven't seen it, and I'm just curious if you have, um, the one with the... Oh, now the name is escaping me. The Japanese one with the girl who's like a killer and she... Audition? Yeah, yeah. Did you ever see it? Disturbing. Yeah. Oh my god. It's disgusting and disturbing. Disgusting as in like gory or just freakish? She like kills people with piano wire and then like I swear there's a scene where um, she has this guy stuck in a plastic bag in her house and he like gets out and she's cut off his arms and most of his legs and uh, he's sewn his lips together so he's just moaning as he kind of humps along the floor it's really really like oh god no (laughs) so is that a recommendation or no Uh, it again it makes very little sense okay from a story arc perspective what she's just nuts or yeah pretty much okay um and uh she's pissed because she didn't get a part i think if i remember correctly that's what it's about well it makes sense beginning series the audition yeah yeah (laughs) and uh and um yeah, it's, if you're up for the disturbance level, for the gore level, watch it. See, I've always been curious about that one. Well, I know that like uh, a lot of people in Hollywood, like Quentin Tarantino and what have you, are big fans of Audition. Yeah, I, yeah, it's one of those ones that movie types are fans of. Right. You know, um, uh, and I, you know... I think that you're. I think I've seen the original Japanese version of the Ring Ringu. Yeah, and that it that one seemed like it made a little bit more sense uh, than maybe some of the others would. Mm-hmm. Just because really, there <laughs> is a little bit of a storyline right. there, uh-huh. but mostly it's just people being creepy. You know, <laughs> there was one I watched because Disembodied loves the Asian horror movies, and we we rented this. A weird ass picture called Uzumaki. Okay. So, you know, like in quotations, spirals. I think I had that at the uh, sushi den the other day. <laughs> <laughs> and it's all about I don't know. It's it you know it's it ha- the explanation for what's going on in it is really very Japanese. It's about like snake cults and blah blah blah. If you're not Japanese, you probably don't know what they are, kind of thing. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, whatever is happening is uh, has. Is turning everybody into being obsessed with spirals, and then they 
start turning things around them in the spirals, and then they start turning, twisting themselves in knots to become spirals, and then some of them turn into um, You're snails. You're making this I'm up. I'm not. Um, some of them turn into snails and grow shells in spirals. Like, there's one guy, I remember her, fa- the, the main character's father puts himself in the washer and becomes a spiral. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I, Uzumaki, check it uh, out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is bizarre. Uh, oh, man. You fucking Japanese people are weird. Um, <laughs> there is one, and it's actually not Japanese. It's Korean, called The Host. And Does it, it was, start Korean pop star rain? It doesn't. Oh. Korean pop superstar. Oh, my bad. <laughs> or Korean pop sensation. <laughs> Based on Either the novel Push by Sapphire? Exactly. Okay, so anyway, um, go ahead. But no, it, that, one's, that one's pretty good. It's a little hokey, but it's about a big monster in Seoul. Well, you know, <laughs> at least that's something. I mean, you got Godzilla and Ghosts from Japan, basically. Yeah. And I mean, uh, you know, those movies... Okay, I'm not sure exactly why they got so big in the U.S. there for a little while. Well, because they were novel, I think. They were yeah. a different kind of storytelling. Sure, they were a different type of movie, maybe, and different mm-hmm. sort of... They weren't Jason cutting people's, right. you know, tits off or whatever. No zombies, nothing. It, it wasn't entirely predictable, and, and right. they aren't like ghost stories in, of America. Right, right. So, I just... I don't know. I, I never got into it. They were never really my thing, because... Okay, let me just see if I can do this here. Uh, when it comes to the Japanese movies, we got The Ring, we got The Grudge, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to name all the sequels, The Grudge 2, huh? um, but we got uh, The Ring, The Grudge, uh, One Missed Call, the one with the computers. Yes, and I still can't remember that. I ones. still can't remember that one either. Um, and I can't remember the one with Joshua Jackson, with the, with the, with the one with the, with the possessed camera. Um, oh, God, what was it like? Um, that one? Shudder. Shudder, that's it. I was and, thinking like um, Still Frame or something. And there are others, like uh, there's one called The Uninvited, which is based on a Korean movie called The Tale of Two Sisters. <laughs> Obviously, those are so <laughs> supremely related to each other. <laughs> Tale of Two Sisters, oh yeah, The Uninvited, you know. I don't like my sister very much. Uh, she's not invited over. <laughs> <I don't>... <laughs> so, <laughs> we may... But there, there actually, if you go and look, there are Oodles of oh sure, sure. And the thing is funny is that I think that a lot of people um, would never have even seen the ones that they were based on. I think Ringu is the one that probably most people saw, uh, aside from the Americanized right. version. Uh-huh. Maybe that's because that's the one that started it off, or because that one actually well, makes I more sense. That, or I, I think it's the Grudge that started it off. The ring? No, the ring was first. Was it? Yeah. It was the ring, then the grudge. Those were the first two like big ones. Yeah. So Naomi Watts, whatever happened to her? Um, oh, that was the other one. Um, and I don't know why when you said Naomi Watts, um, <laughs> Jennifer Connelly, uh, Dark Water. I always enjoyed Black Dark Water. Water. Is it Dark Water? Yeah. Because it, it's uh, it, it has a better director than most of them, and it reaches an interesting place. Who was the director of that? It was For, some... Fernando Mireish. He's a oh, por- yeah. Portu- uh, Brazilian guy. <laughs> a Brazilian guy doing an Americanized version of a Japanese horror movie. Correct. Wow. That sounds like Vancouver. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we may have exhausted the Japanese horror uh, genre here. Um, I will have to say, we've been talking about it uh, off the air for quite most of the night. But your dog, I have to say, poor old dog, got a haircut. He's sitting here on my lap now with his little flat-topped haircut. Like really poofy, because I want. I have this poodle. I never wanted a poodle, and so I let his hair grow out to like absurdly absurd lengths. So all he looked like was his big shaggy dog or a little shaggy dog. And then I took him to get a haircut, and they gave him a little poodle haircut with a pompadour and a tail poof and I'm like oh you look so sad <laughs> poor dog I just kept telling him how stupid he looked <laughs> Phil's insulting his dog <laughs> his dog's gonna have him well, blow it's better than Disembodio who just looked depressed like, <laughs> at least you actively home. were doing something right? I know. Get at that least thing. I was still penning him and shit okay. he was like so, this isn't my dog uh, yeah. okay so <laughs> you, know, you know 
Just to, as an aside, I think it's funny because I know that I have mentioned in past podcasts that I felt like a Bond villain with a dog <laughs> or a cat or somebody sitting on my lap. Indeed. And so now he's sitting here next to me and I just had to mention that he looks like sort of a goober. <laughs> <laughs> okay. A chocolate covered peanut? Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so anyway, uh, uh, back to the podcast. Indeed. Um, you had a couple of movies that you had watched. I did have a couple of movies I had watched. A couple of them <clears throat> don't warrant too much uh, time, but a couple of them maybe we'll, we'll uh, spend a moment on. Um, one I watched was Primer. Yeah, and you were describing and it, was, it to me, and I, I, this didn't ring, me, it ring any bells with me at all. It was like a big Sundance hit, like uh, three years ago, two years ago, something like that. Okay. It was made for $7,000 in like Austin or something. Yeah, and uh, it's about a group of guys who are working on, uh, you know, starting their own tech company um, in their in their garage, building machines, and they build this thing, and they don't quite know what it is. <laughs> See, they, I don't get that. They How do you build a machine and you don't know what it is? Well, like, you you put shit together, and they don't know the application of it. Okay, sort of and like so, this podcast. We exactly. put shit together, and we don't know what's going to be applied to. Bingo, <laughs> and. Um, and so eventually they figure out because there's a, uh, it's a really obtuse movie, I'll just say that, um, that uh, they figure out because there's a certain amount of like moss or algae growing in, this, in the thing that they place in the machine okay. uh, that says uh, it's, it's it, it, like every, every eight hours, it's, um, this, thing, this little machine is, is like taking it back in time and it's growing enough algae f- for like five years. So, um, uh, okay. so they figure out that uh, one of them figures out that the machine is a time machine. Okay. And he starts doing things, you know, living a certain way and, and going back in time every day. And, uh, and he introduces the other guy who is his partner to going back in time every day. And it gets really goddamn confusing, let me tell you. <laughs> because, like, eventually they get so far back in time and they go back, go back to fix things. Um, that they do wrong and they start buying stocks and then they've gone so far back in time that that they just don't know what's going on and they end up like abandoning their life and uh, letting their doubles their time travel doubles take over their lives yeah okay it's like it's like 78 (laughs) minutes long um it's it was it's an interesting movie. I just can't say it made a shitload of sense. Right. Well, you know, I guess continuing but, hey, with the theme. For seven grand, it looks pretty darn good. I was gonna say, how do you even make a movie for seven grand? I mean, it, was it done on like was it done on like a video? No, no. Uh, it was made for seven grand in like the guys in like the guys' garage, and like ninety percent of their film costs were film stock. Huh. Well, hey, good for them, right? Good on you, Primer. <laughs> um, <laughs> so but, I don't know if I can recommend it. It obviously doesn't take too much time to watch, yeah. but it just get like especially towards the end. I just had very little idea of what was actually yeah, going on. Yeah, well, no, it sounds interesting, but it doesn't sound like. I mean, the way you describe it, yeah, sounds like exactly the. 100% correct description that it doesn't really make very much sense. Exactly, because that didn't really make. Very much sense to me, to be honest with you. I, I mean, like, I don't know. Maybe I wasn't paying enough attention. You never know, but uh, I challenge you people to explain that fucking movie to me. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, it's just like some stuff comes out of nowhere, and I guess they're explaining it like shit's happening uh, when their doubles go back in time, or I don't know. But like all of a sudden, the like father of a friend uh, is is also going back in time. And is stalking them, but then all what? that's like gone <laughs> after a couple scenes, and you're like, "What the fuck was that?" And then like all of a sudden, there's some guy at a party with a gun, and they have to go back to fix that. I'm like, "Where? Wait, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, that's I mean, a, it, that it very odd. My interest <laughs> in well, I mean, hey, like I said, you know what? I and because of the fact that I know that, and I probably I feel like you probably would agree with me. Is that because of the fact that I am such a film sort of fan and, and whatever, anybody who can make a movie for seven grand and have it make any kind of sense and go to Sundance and whatever, good for, you know, like I said, good on you. But like, yeah. really, the thing is, is that if you, if you do that, 
you probably want to make sure that you give it your best shot. And you actually go in and say, now, does anybody know what, or does any, is anybody going to know what the hell is going on in this movie? Yeah. You know what I mean? Besides us. Well, right. And that's the problem. It's, it's they, like sometimes you get to that point where I guess if you're making a movie, I think, especially on a small independent movie like that, yeah. you can become trapped inside yourself. Oh, sure, so sure. It's like, well, I get what's going on here, so other people will. Oh, yeah. No, I was just going to say, you sort of lose that, lose the perspective. You can't just see it from the outside a little bit, right. you know? And I think that maybe a Hollywood movie, uh, you know, there's enough people watching it to go, mm-hmm. you know, because who knows? I mean, there's a thousand people watching it before it comes yeah. out. And then, you know, they'll say, well, wait a minute, that doesn't make sense. And then the director might go, oh, you're right. You know what? Now that I think about it, it doesn't make sense. But apparently Primer did not have that particular advantage. <laughs> well, it was one of those, you know, written, produced, directed, starring, <laughs> edited, Sean, uh, so-and-so. Right. You know? Written, produced, directed, edited by, uh, you know, catered by, and <laughs> starring, you know. <laughs> well, okay, well, but, uh, it sounds interesting to me. I might check it out. I, I don't know if I will or not, but, oh, uh, okay, yep, here you go. Um, the book here. And if you people don't I did, remember... I did, yes, we talked about it before, but um, the book is the Video Hound Golden Movie Retriever. It is about 3,000 pages of... Um, really small print, too. Really small print of exhaustive film knowledge. Oh, yeah, you get Any this book in... on VHS, DVD, uh, you can find in this book. And not only that, but... And now I see, I feel like we're doing an infomercial again. Um, it's cross reference. There's evangelize. Yeah, yeah. There's, a, there's indexes by uh, Star, stars, director, directors, writers, cinematographers. Is it pro- not producer? Because that would be ridiculous. Writer and cinematographer. Yeah, it's cinematographer. And then, and who then looks that up? Bro- <laughs> and then they've got awards indexes. So if you want to know who won a BAFTA in 1986, <laughs> you will know. You can find it out. Yeah, I remember. And Charlie, if you're you're listening, you'll remember this. We had long phone conversations where my brother was trying to memorize who all the winners and nominees of Oscars. <laughs> Throughout the entirety of the Oscars, holy were. shit! And so he, I would, I would, he would call me and be like, "Quiz me." I'd be like, "1976." <laughs> 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 best supporting actor, 1976. Go. No, no, just best picture. Oh, okay, okay. So it was always like 79, Kramer versus Kramer. Okay, 83, Gandhi. You know, whatever. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> it was a big project. Hey. Uh, say ten years ago. Oh well, you know what? I know a movie that won best picture back in 19. 19- 30-something. What's Wings? <laughs> the very first best Starring picture. Thomas Hayden Church. Uh, ah, I went a long way for that joke, didn't I? Yeah, a little too far. <laughs> um, you wanted to read a review, though. I did. I watched this movie called The Chairman. <laughs> and it's directed by J. Lee Thompson, who did, like, the last two uh, apes pictures. Like, now, the worst. Right. Conquest of the King <laughs> of the Apes and... You know, whatever. No, no, you're not talking about chairman of the board. No, no. This is With just that magnum the, opus the chairman. of carrot top. Oh, God. <laughs> no, this one has Gregory Peck and nobody else. In <laughs> you a got movie. Gregory Peck. Who else do you need? Okay, and, and here's the review from the book. It has two bones, which, uh, which is middling. Is so, it out of four, right? Yes. Okay. So I can read you the qualifier. Two bones, according to the beginning of the thing, may be perfectly, perfectly delightful for certain tastes, a waste of time for others. Okay. All right. I'm ready. Let's <laughs> so do it. So this review says, typically bizarre <laughs> 60s spy thriller involving a scientist unknowingly carrying a bomb in his head, trying to steal crop research from China, a relic of Cold War paranoia that will seem odd to modern audiences. <laughs> it's still interesting to watch Gregory Peck. That's, That's the, the entire re- review. Wow. Because um, it, it really is bizarre. It's like a timepiece. Wow. I mean, it's like six, it's 60s Cold War, height of Cold War, paranoia weirdness. Stealing crop reports from China? Yeah, yeah. Like, okay, so, so Gregory Peck is a physicist or a chemist. I can't a physicist. A physicist. <laughs> um, and, uh, and one of his former co-workers, I don't know from where, um, is has a hand in inventing this enzyme that allows any crop to be grown, grown in any climate. So they have these aerial photos of, them, of the Chinese growing pineapples in the Tibetan plateau. 
<laughs> and stuff like that. <laughs> and then, okay. this could revolutionize the world. And like, yada, yada, yada. You know, I gotta so have pineapples. So they, he, they send Gregory Peck into China um, to get the crop research from his, his old co-worker, buddy guy. Yeah. And, uh, and Gregory Peck meets with Chairman Mao. Oh, nice. Yada, yada, yada. That's therefore the chairman. Exactly. And there's a whole scene where they're like, well... He's in the room with the chairman. Should we just blow him up? <laughs> we can kill two birds with one stone. Wait, they're wanting to blow up Gregory Peck? Right, so they can so they can kill the chairman. Oh. But they decide not oh, to. Oh, because he's got a bomb in his head. I right. forgot about that. They, Damn it. They, he's, he's got this little um, like microphone in, in his brain so, and transmitter so that, yeah. so that when he talks in China, they can hear him in like Hong Kong. Okay. <laughs> I still you're you're making up all these movies. I am. I am making them up, friend. <laughs> if you're not, you should be. I'll tell you that. Uh, but yeah, and, and so you know, it goes on and on. He has a love interest, kinda. Uh, lots guess, of gunfire. Who is uh, it? Like Britt Eklund or something? No, some Chinese girl. Oh, the Chinamans. Indeed. To use a phrase from one of the other <laughs> You know, it was shot in Bacoima, but... Because uh, <laughs> you know, there's lots of Chinermans in Des Moines. Um, I should stop saying that. That's not very nice. Chinermans? Yeah, I don't know why. It just makes me laugh. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. What I did you think? Was it good or was it bad? It or? was certainly entertaining. I didn't want to turn it off. Yeah. I held my interest for an hour and a half. It's fairly short, blessedly. <laughs> it um, sounds like it, but you know, it's one of those. It's it's there's a there's a whole ream of these '60s science uh, kind of um, spy pictures, Cold War spy oh, pictures sure. that are that are just kind of bizarre enough to be really kitschy and fun. Sure, sure. And like I remember, I want I, I can't remember if I talked about it on the podcast long ago and far away. I watched a movie <laughs> called Billion Dollar Brain. I've well, heard the name of this. Well, because it's, it's a series, the Harry Palmer series, and yes, yeah. it's real, <laughs> with Michael Caine. That's what, that's what Austin Powers is based on, right, basically. Much. Um, Funeral in Berlin, and I can't remember what the other one is, but Billion Dollar Blaine was the, uh, Brain was the unfindable third Harry Palmer movie. It wasn't on video until like five years ago. Okay. Or maybe less. And, um, and so I watched it, and it is like a trip. Yeah. It's directed by um, Ken Russell. Really? Yeah. And, uh, and it's, it's Michael Caine and I don't know, nobody else. But he, he, he goes to Finland to track down this... <laughs> that international this, hotbed of, uh, indeed. you know, um, whatever. But, but, uh, so he, but eventually the plot leads him to this Texas billionaire, oil billionaire... Yeah. Who who wants to invade the Soviet Union with his private army, <laughs> and so he's got them all. They 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 want to cross the straits between Finland and Saint Petersburg, or, or no Estonia, okay. in the middle of winter right. because it's all iced over. Sure, and they won't see it coming. Sure. So he takes his private army across the ice at the end, and of course the ice breaks and swallows them all. But it is kitschy as shit. <laughs> of if course. You, I mean, you, I mean, it is fascinating to watch. It is like the height of 60s kitschy spy movies. Wow. It's bizarre. Wow. Well, yeah, watch it. it. It's Billion a, dollar well, brain. Why can't I say it? Billion dollar brain, my people. Well, okay. You know what? I've seen at least one of those. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's so funny because, you know, people think, oh, Austin Powers, he's so funny. He's a, what a joke, mm -hmm. whatever, right? Well, they, they weren't doing it as a joke in those movies. That was right. him. He was this nerdy guy with glasses, and he wasn't real, you know, he wasn't real suave. He was just sort of this weirdo that, you know, was a spy. It was just, it's very <laughs> odd. And the funny thing is, too, is that if you watch those movies, mm -hmm. Austin Powers, I mean, they exaggerate things somewhat, but sure. not even that much, really. I mean, yeah. he wears those suits, you know, <laughs> those like purple felt suits. I mean, that's what he's wearing, you know. I don't know if it's that far, but yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah. close. Okay. Well, how about this? What do you, how do you feel about doing a smoke break? We'll come back and we'll do, um, your Western with, uh, Woo! you know, Frenchie, Frenchie. And then, all right. Oh. So you'll never know, but we'll be right back. Yes. Yes. Get and, back. And we're bad. <laughs> well, you know, bad. You like, hit too pump. It, you are. Oh, yeah. 
Ja. Hans und Franz. Ja. <lacht> so anyway, okay. So um, we got uh, we got a couple. I was going to talk for a second. Okay. About the other older picture I watched, and um, it is actually not in the book. I uh, DVR'd it off of Encore Westerns. Well, yeah, which I mentioned to you earlier, but is um, I believe the most popular encore channel yeah. amongst all the various encore encore westerns encore mystery encore uh, love encore uh, wham ac- action the action and, and for regular encore yeah and some for some reason like i guess that there's just enough old people out there they just sit around and just watch westerns all day. I want to watch Gunsmoke. So, totally. I mean, and I remember <laughs> when I worked at Dish Network and at Time Warner Cable, and people constantly asked about it. Really? Yeah. It, oh, man. It's weird. <laughs> so, but anyway. anyway, so it's like, you know, 1953 with Shelley Winters and Joel McRae. And I got to say, Shelley Winters, you know, for, for most of what you've ever seen her in, she's gigantic. Sure. But she was kind of a sex pot in 1953 in this movie. Really? Yeah. Well, of course. I mean, she is in Lolita, too. She's skinny yeah. and pretty. That's true, yeah. Okay. Um, but so, it's, it's, she plays a gambling lady. Ooh. As there are many gambling lady old westerns. <laughs> well, yeah. It's a very, it's a whole subgenre. No, it is. Okay. I, I, God damn it! Sorry. <laughs> 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 Sorry. Um, but uh, so it's pretty standard fare. It was like eighty-eight minutes long, and um, the the story is pretty, uh, shall we say, straightforward. So <laughs> she it starts off with a brief flashback kind of to when she was like 12 and shot and her, her dad who was hanging by the <laughs> <laughs> not Sharon Stone not Sharon Stone oh, okay, right. gotcha. um, but no she, she her, her daddy was shot in the back by two bad guys Ooh. and so she goes off to New Orleans becomes Frenchie uh, LaRue yes I mean come on that's a perfect name but uh, and, and runs her own uh, gambling house in New Orleans sells it to come back to um, I, I can't remember what the name of the town is, but it was something horrible like Chugwater. Because <laughs> <or>, uh, <laughs> I remember the name of the rival town was Chugwater. Chuckaluck. And what? I was like, really? Chuckaluck? But anyway. Oh, <laughs> Chugwater, I love that. <laughs> but um, uh, so, uh, so she comes back, uh, buys the local tavern, turns it into a big gaming house because... One of the people who killed her daddy is running another gaming house in Chuckalock. <laughs> and so she's trying to trap him so we'll reveal who the other person who shot her daddy is so she can get her revenge. Of course. And, yeah. Uh, you know, gunfights and horse, horse chases. Horse play? Sue, yes. <laughs> um, and Joel McRae is the local sheriff who prefers to talk, who says there's a time for fighting and a time for talking. <laughs> and at the uh, end, you know, at the climax, he's like, well, I guess the time for talking's over. And it's the time for shooting has come. And you're like, okay, Joel like, McRae. This is like his, his, his platitude. I know. Yeah. Oh, man. It was, it was, it Interesting. was fun. Like, it was an hour and a half where I was like, this is a totally fun, weird gambling lady western. Yeah. But it was a fifties gambling lady western. Sure, know? sure. Well, you know, <laughs> it sounds awesome. I have no idea why I recorded it, but I enjoyed it. Well, you know, it's funny because those are sometimes the best. You're like, eh, whatever. I'll just check that out. Shelly Winters is a gambling lady. Sure. <laughs> I don't know. Sounds uh, sounds like one of those movies that um, basically you could just sort of watch and not really think too hard about. Exactly. You know, it was like you put yourself on like, oh yeah, shooting. Yeah. Horses. Hey, they're running around. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that guy's riding a horse. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> but I, sounds like I a movie that my grandma would watch. Exactly. It was. I'm sure my grandma has seen it. Oh yeah, no, my grandma. My, my grandma's my first run <laughs> in the theater. Right? <laughs> no, my grandma was one of those people that would sit around and and watch the westerns all day. I yeah. mean, Gene Autry and uh, whatever. You know, I don't know. I tell you, I, as as I have gotten older, I enjoy westerns much more. Than really? I, yes. I've, I I never used to watch westerns. I used to consider them oh so antiquated. Now I think they're pretty fun. Yeah, I 
I think that for me, it's almost like um, the the style of movie making from that time period yeah. is just so different that it's. I tend to get sort of. I tend to just watch that instead of the movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. It's, it, it's, it's sort of off-putting or something. It's a little... Uh, it's hard when we come from an age that's so cynical to kind of see movies that are kind of so innocent. Yeah, I see what you Where, mean. Where, you know, the, the gambling lady slaps people when they even accuse her of sleeping with the sheriff. Sure. No, I know what you mean. Um, also, I think, though, too... And, and I'm as much of a victim of this as anybody, so I'm not judging, but um, I think people's attention spans have sort of gotten a little shorter, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, like, uh, there's no visual trickery in those movies. It's Correct. Just, just, this is what happens. There's no, there's no quick editing. Right, right. It's just, the, there it is. There's and, a and cowboy. Me, because I kind of hate that quick editing, because I think it doesn't allow any tension to build in a scene. Yeah. That, that to me, it, it's kind of relaxing to watch a movie without all that frenetic editing. Yeah, I, I, I could see that. I mean, I think, though, that... Like, I don't... Like, for me, it's like, I kind of like a movie with a good story, even sure. if it's simple, like Frenchie. Sure. Um, and, and sometimes with modern movies, you get in there and you're like, I can't pay attention to the story because I'm watching these fucking images go by at two per second. Yeah, yeah. Well, one thing too that I that about uh, movies like say from back, but you know, say 50s, 60s, 70s, even 70s, whatever. Mm. Um, they, it wasn't not every movie cost 85 million dollars to make, no so shit. you could make all these movies, and you know, okay, well, if one wasn't so good, sure, you'd make another one. And so that to me is a little these good stories and stuff like that. They snuck in there because you don't have to make an 85 million dollar movie like right. you do now. Mm-hmm. You know, so you get all these various sort of. Uh, basically any story that somebody could come up with has been filmed at that point, you know? <laughs> it's so funny, though. I mean, uh, talking about the way these things have changed, like, I remember as a kid, like, Die Hard was considered so violent and, and like, the, like, the most modern thing and was quick and it was, you know, yeah, yada, yeah. yada, yada, yada. And you go back and, now and watch it now, it's like glacial. I know, right? You're like, wow. <laughs> yeah, This what? doesn't really? compare well with Transformers. You know? Somehow <laughs> yeah. I've gotten... In an action movie, I've gotten used to like da 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 da. It's gotten to the point though too with action movies, and I and I know that I'm sort of the one the character on the podcast. It's all about <laughs> the, you know the the action movies and, the, and Tony Scott and Michael Bay and whatever. Um, uh, but it's gotten to the point now where, especially in fight scenes, I notice this: you can't even tell what's happening. Like, well, especially I had that problem in Transformers because it would go so fast. That you had no idea which Transformer was winning, right? Or what the hell was going on? Sure, like I and but one, the, and I know exactly what you mean. I think for me, where it's the most noticeable is like fight scenes, like in say I don't know Batman Begins. There yeah, was a fight where it's scene. like you you get a, a shot of like a fist hitting someone, and then another one, and, yeah. another, 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 and, and like, the camera on. and the camera is like spazzing out. And you're like, oh my god, what is happening here? You know, like yeah. it's gotten to the point where you can't even tell what is going on. Yeah. And that's, I mean, and again, I'm the one who's been more of the fan of the sort of frenetic yeah. stuff, whatever. But still, oh this, man. I think we'll have, this, this, this uh, conversation will come back to us here in a minute, I bet. I bet it will. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> hey, hey, we're right here. All right. Um, um, but I did want to talk about the final film I watched this week, which was excellent, I must say, called Grizzly Man. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've, I, I've obviously heard of it. I have not, actually not seen it, though. It's very, it's it's very uh, kind of affecting and good uh, if you don't find the guy ridiculous. <laughs> Which I guess is a fairly big <laughs> obstacle yes. because he's a fairly well, ridiculous because guy. Well, so, because he's so absurd. Okay, so the, the, the story of this documentary mm-hmm. is... Why it, did you do the air quotes? What? Is it not a documentary, really? No, it is. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I was just wondering. Well, I did the air quotes around story. Oh, <laughs> okay, you know, gotcha. Documentary, but, gotcha. Um... Uh, the story of this is is this guy um, goes and lives with bears for like three months out of the year in the summer in Alaska. Sure. Grizzly bears. Sure. You. Good idea. And, um, <laughs> and he, he starts this whole uh, grizzly bear foundation and, and goes and teaches at schools for free and yada, yada, yada. Right. He's a good guy. By grizzly bears are cool is the message. There. Right. And, you know, we've got to save them and all that stuff. 
And he for I guess his he he did it for thirteen years. Okay. Um, and the last five of them he took a video camera with. Okay. And this the the movie is made up mostly of the of the footage he shot. Okay. In those five years. <laughs> and uh, it's it's done by Werner Herzog. Yeah. Who I think it seemed I watched another documentary of his not too long ago called called Encounters at the End of the World about Antarctica and the people who live in Antarctica. Okay. And uh, and so it seems to me he's just he he more and more is just looking for interesting weird people. Sure, sure. Um, but also I saw him acting in another direct video movie called The Grand. In which he played a German card shark. <laughs> well, <laughs> got to pay the bills. <laughs> who kept going on about having to kill the animals so I can take their life force and use it in the game. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty damn funny. Yeah, those Germans are um, an odd group. But anyway, so Werner Herzog, he narrates the picture and um, I, the, I can't remember the guy's name. It's like Treadwell or something. Yeah, I don't remember. Um, but it's, it's all of his footage. Um, and uh, arrayed in certain fashion so that uh, it shows him with the bears doing a crazy shit, you know, grizzly bear coming up to him and he's just like, you go away, you go over there now. And you're like, oh, dude, that thing's going to bite your fucking head off. That thing weighs a ton and and will bite you in half. I know. Um, And uh, so he interviews, you know, like the family and his friends and yada, yada. And of course, in the last year, he took his girlfriend with him, who oh, also he get... and who also died. Oh, spoiler alert! Um, um. <laughs> well, it's, it's, they, they tell you that in the first five minutes. But um, Amy, I think, is her name. Um, but the guy is unbalanced. To say I've least. heard that the guy is he's there's something wrong. I mean, with and, him. and, okay. and Werner Herzog points that out. Like he, uh, I, I mean, he gives you the rationale, which is the guy was seriously ill at one point, a, a drunk, okay. and w- had ruined his life, and somehow found salvation in these bears. Okay. And that was why, you know, I think, I think there, there's a certain level of understanding there where you can, where you latch on to something to save sure. yourself. Yeah, no, I can get that, yeah. Sure. Um, but, and so he latches on to these bears, and he lives with them, and he's totally convinced that they need protecting, despite the fact that they live in a national park. Where <laughs> you can't hunt or anything anyway. And, you know, all this, uh, you know, he, he's a little strange. He doesn't really get, he, uh, he has this impression of the natural world as good and the people world as bad. And so, you know, when he encounters animal-on-animal violence, you know, like um, when, the, when the bears start eating their cubs or, or wolves are attacking the foxes he's friends with. Uh-huh. He's like, I don't get it. I just don't understand. I just don't understand. You're I mean, such plus, a beautiful fox. Why did they do this? And plus he never shares his picnic capacity. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. I'm oh. sorry. I don't, I don't know why I came up with that. But at any rate, so there is a video, and thanks be to God, they, they, they don't go the poor taste route and show it. But they show you... Werner Herzog listening to it. The, the camera was on when they died. Um, so there's like video out there of some, no, somewhere. The, the, the cap wasn't on. Uh, the cap wasn't off the video recording. Oh, it's just audio? It's just audio. Ooh. And Werner Herzog breaks down while listening. Really? Um, and he tells the lady who has it that she needs to destroy it. Yeah, but it's already there. Or does it have like in headphones? He's, yeah. It's oh, so you can't hear it? No. Ah, oh, what a ripoff. Oh. <laughs> Uh, somehow I knew you'd say it. It's just, it'd be in bad taste. It's I'm the sure, same I reason know. why they destroyed the footage of, of, uh, the, cro- of the gator dude, whatever the fuck it's. Oh, uh, Steve Irwin? Yeah, yeah. And then that's why they destroyed uh, the paranormal activity. Uh, oh, come on. <laughs> they should have. paranormal activity. You know, okay. that there are paranormal How many, how many heart attacks is that for you there? <laughs> That's an even baker's dozen there, Bob. <laughs> um. But anyway, so, so yeah, it's, it's, you can hear him getting eaten, Ooh. and he tells Amy to run away. Yeah. Uh, and she doesn't, I guess you can hear her uh, hitting the bear with a frying pan to try and get <laughs> it off, uh, and it just doesn't work. I'm sorry, this, that, eats, that wasn't funny. It, but It eats her. Oh, jeez. Um, and uh, so, yeah. Wow. I guess the explanation was is that is that he had dealt with these that the, with these bears um, for such a long time that really the ones he he normally interacted with in the right time of the season were pretty nice. Yeah. 
And but when he um, he he stayed too late in the season uh-huh. because he left, got in a fight with somebody who came back. Okay. And and the and the bears uh, that he had known were, had essentially gone off to their dens, and these kind of starving, angry ones were there now. Okay, and sure. They Oof. they ate him. Oh man, that's well, and I mean, I kind of knew the story of the like. I I didn't necessarily know all the specifics, right. but like I kind of knew the story. I knew that he was out there with the bears all the time and stuff like that, and they ended up killing him. And it's like, you know, <clears throat> somebody like that. It's like, you figure, uh, you know, that's probably for one, really, how he would have wanted to go out because then he could be with the bears right. forever. I mean, he he, you know? he pretty much says, you know. I will die for these bears. I will die for these bears. Yeah, not because of these bears, though, right? Right. <laughs> but, um, you know, and, and a guy like that, too, you know, you, ha- you have to figure that the fact that he doesn't recognize the inherent just craziness of that. Well, no, but he, I mean, there are plenty of times when, but he thinks he's an exception. Like, there, sure. like there's a scene if you, uh, that, you know, underlined, like, three days before he dies kind of thing. Right. Where he's like, you come out here and camp here, and you're going to fucking die. This is the most intense place you can fucking camp in this country. Well, that's what I'm talking about. It's like, how, do you, how does he... He well, doesn't recognize that in here. He's been there for 13 years. Well, yeah, sure, I mean, but, I mean, it's a fucking bear. I know. You know? It's like, okay. I, I mean, I, I think the, the problem, because I've had friends who watched it and were like, the guy's a fucking loon. I'm like, yeah, he's a loon, but that's not the point of the movie. Well, and yeah. so you have to kind of realize, I think... You have to make that bridge to try and understand. Sure, no, I get that. I do, but it's like he is kind of a loon. I oh, mean, yeah. You know? <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> okay, well, Grizzly Man, rest in peace. Uh, I, I mean, it's 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 an affecting movie, and it's a good one to watch. Yeah, I, you know, I probably... It was one of those ones where I, I heard about it, and I heard a lot of people saying it was real good and stuff like that, and I just... I'm not as big into the documentaries most of the time. I really have to kind of be in the mood for them. Right. So it's kind of like, uh, you know... <laughs> it, was, it was one I'll probably end up seeing, mm-hmm. but I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. And on that note... Indeed. Another one that we have not seen yet... Correct. For a very good reason. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't come out till May of next year. It doesn't really exist yet. Uh, is we both saw the Thor trailer. Which was apparently the one they showed at Comic-Con that somehow leaked online. Okay. Which... It, I don't get why that trailer was so freaking long. Because it's a Comic-Con okay. promo. It's okay. not the trailer you'll see in movies. Sure. But it's what they showed to the fanboys at Comic-Con. Gotcha. Okay. So it is about five minutes long. Five minutes long. That's a long fucking trailer. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I must say, it intrigued me. Really? That mo- I, I think it moved it up from merely a curiosity to something I definitely want to see. Really? Yes. Wow. Okay. Well, let me just go through my impression of it. Indeed. And then if you want to do your impression of it, Indeed. you're more than welcome. Sure. Okay. So basically the storyline looks as if, uh, uh, okay, Anthony Hopkins plays Odin. Correct. Uh, that guy, that blonde guy plays Chris Thor. Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, that guy. Um, Who I guess really the only other thing anybody should know him from was he played... Um, Captain Kirk's father in Star Trek, the one who dies at the beginning of the movie. That was him? That was him. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, so anyway, he plays Thor. Um, Thor gets more or less cast out of Valhalla. Correct. Uh, because uh, Anthony Hopkins is a dick. <laughs> and, um, well, yeah. <laughs> he, really? The whole time in that trailer, I'm going, God, he's just an asshole. Um, but <laughs> well, so, yeah, but... Okay. Yeah, okay, we'll no, let me just... Yeah, let me finish here. Um, so, he gets kicked out of uh, Valhalla... Um, he falls to Earth, basically, and uh, yeah, Thor ensues, I guess. I don't really, I'm like, okay, he's got to find his hammer to get his powers back. Right. And um, the guy from Iron Man, the sort of, uh, the agent, the sort of uh, right. wienerish guy, he, uh, <laughs> I just uh, invented a new word there, wienerish. <laughs> um, but he, he, he's uh, talking to Thor in the beginning. Sort of like interrogating him, going, "Were you? Where were you trained? Uh, you did some. You beat up all my agents, and nobody should be able to do that. And were you trained in Afghanistan or China or what the hell's going on here?" So he thinks he's just some guy, uh-huh. and so Thor has to go find his hammer, uh, and then be do Thorish type of things, I guess. Save Valhalla. Oh, that's right. That's right. Because From Loki. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he gets somehow gets to be like be crowned the new king of Valhalla because Anthony Hopkins dies or something. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I forgot about that part. Uh, <laughs> but, 
Well, you know, like you gotta have a conflict in there somewhere. Um, but my impression of it was more like, and we we talked at great length about uh, Kenneth Branagh's sort of style, and he's just mm-hmm. this weirdo, and he's going all over the place and everything else. I didn't really get much of that in that movie. No. It, it looked a lot more it like seemed, generic action director guy. It seemed like a lot of his manicness, manic, yeah, manicness, manicness. I don't know. Um, I don't know what the proper <laughs> form of that was. Manicness, thank you. There you go. Had been uh, had been tempered by producers. Sure, what? yeah. No, like I said, he looked more like just sort of generic action right. director guy. But I also think that some of that, and this is where I became more interested, is because it, I can see now why they hired him. Okay. After watching that trailer. Okay. Because it is Shakespearean. It is... So I mean, you could tell that right off. The the king is angry with the son, sure. banishes him from the land. All the sure. political stuff, the yeah, same yeah. as Hamlet or Lear or any of those. Yeah, I can see that. Um, and and to interpret that, why not get someone who is Shakespearean? Makes sense. I see. Think, yeah, that's a good. Uh, that's a good. That's a good point. I didn't actually make that connection, but now that you said it, I think that that's very true. I think that it is very sort of Hamlet uh, in in nature. Yeah. Um, just out of curiosity, do you know who wrote that movie? I don't, and I'm I don't. asking you. I so um, I just awesome. wondering it because I mean, it seems like uh, it's like I'm wondering if it's just they just ripped that storyline right the hell off, or that whole like you know, man, uh, Ham- I almost said manic Hamlet <laughs> uh, um, storyline type of thing, or if it's actually going to yeah, be I, something interesting. I have no idea what I, and maybe I should look it up. I don't know whether this is. Like an actual plot line from the comics, I assume it to be. Yeah, you know, I don't know. I, because, you know, hmm, that's a good question. Or if they simply went and took uh, some of the actual um, mythology of Thor and put it in the movie. That's a good question, question. actually. Yeah. I don't know the storyline from the Thor comics at all. I mean, everybody knows Batman and Spider Man and Superman, but. Like, I almost bought an anthology of Thor at, at uh, Borders last night. Just to f- find out? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, just I would see be interested. what it was all about. Yeah, no, I'd be interested to know, too. I, but, see, I, I mean, I was blown away by the set design of, of like, Valhalla that and really, the costume really design. That looked really cool. See, the costume design, to me, looked kind of stupid, honestly. I love, but maybe it's just the, because I'm such a big fan of Legend. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was like, that shit's awesome! Yeah, well, no, the set design was great. Like, I thought that it was very interesting to look at, you know? Mm-hmm. And... And, um, you know, Kenneth Branagh, see, here's the thing, though, is you get a movie that's like, even if it's a big movie like Thor, and you get some sort of no-name director like Steve, uh, what's his name, uh, Goyer, yeah. you know, who had never directed a movie before he did uh, Blade Three, um, and you end up with this sort of like, eh, I don't know, kind of generic, whatever, but I think that one good thing about hiring a, a Kenneth Branagh is he knows what he's doing, really. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if he would necessarily, he'd necessarily say that he's made all these big action movies before. But at least he knows how to make a movie. Right. You know, whereas like someone like Goyer, when he made Blade 3, obviously, or apparently, did not. <laughs> Correct. But so I know, it, it, it really leapt up the things. I am a little worried uh, because they, there are only about three lines from Chris Hensworth in that trailer. Yeah. And I was like, is he, is he that bad? Yeah, I know. That they, that they just don't want to, they just want you to look at the, you know, six pack abs. You're right. No, I noticed that too. <laughs> I was like, this is all Anthony Hopkins and like the other guys in Valhalla. There is no lines from him whatsoever. Right. That one guy though, that agent guy from S.H.I.E.L.D., the one from, that was in Iron Man. Yeah. He's, he plays this huge part in the trailer. Uh-huh. And I'm wondering if that was because of the fact that it was at Comic-Con and all the fanboys. Like, well, oh, yeah. that guy. I, but, I think almost exactly because they're really really trying to play up the connection like at the end mm-hmm. of the trailer like is that one of Starks? Yeah, yeah. What the fuck was that? By the way, that suit thing? Well, because well, obviously Loki? we don't know the the story, but it is some part of the war going on in Valhalla. Uh, well, obviously, but I was just like I'm watching this and I'm going it uh, what? This is a trailer for a different movie? What's going on here? <laughs> yeah, I was like what is this uh what's that fucking Now I've lost it. <laughs> What's the Keanu Reeves movie? The shitty one with the Klaatu, Barada, and Nicole. Oh, uh, they, the world stood still. Yes. Stood still. It reminded me of that. It kind of did, yeah. Um, but no, I think that actually, uh, you know, 
I'm not necessarily going to say that I'm super excited for it. I'd probably see it. I mean, it, you know, it looks like a decent enough comic mm-hmm. book movie. I, I'm not. I'm not asking for Shakespeare out of a comic book movie. It 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 tickled my interest. I, it hit the right points to say, Phil, sure. you're interested in this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, no, I mean, uh, I think that uh, Thor. Thor was never really a character that I was super into to start with. Yeah, I don't know that anybody. I mean, is, is yeah. he big? Really? I know. Like, I didn't think that he was, he was even that big I don't, of a character. I don't think... I had a, a bunch of friends that were big comic book fans. I cannot remember a single one reading Thor. Yeah, I can't either. Like, I... When I was a kid, I was real into comics. Um, and I knew people that were. And, I, like, Thor was sort of fourth tier, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, uh... Huh. I don't but, know. Uh, I don't. I don't know. Okay, there is some interesting casting. Okay. I, I do want to complain a note that Renee Russo was in it, and for some reason they made her do the British accent, and it sounds yeah. worse than Jake Gyllenhaal and Prince Persia. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, <laughs> we've gone over how you feel about the British British accents, um, but so. I will. Uh, and yeah, it is the first movie she's done in like six years. I know. <laughs> well, we had to we had to look it up. Remember, we did. I, it we're was like, hers, what mine, was the, and ours. The last damn movie she was in was a know. fucking big we were like, was it Buddy? <laughs> was it <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thomas Crown Affair? What yeah. the fuck? Okay, so but it was yours, mine, and ours. As it is all of ours, Phil. Indeed. <laughs> so I don't know. There's some interesting casting. I uh, some interesting set design. Uh, some uh, we'll say interesting uh, costumes. Yeah, they, uh, they, they veered over a little bit into the sort of ridiculous to me. But, Sometimes. You know, hey. But it, they're creating an atmosphere, they're sure. creating a world. It hey. worked for me. Sure. No, I, I, would, I would say that um, based on that trailer, Yeah. and see when I saw, that, when I had read that there was the trailer out there that you could go watch or whatever that apparently you're not really supposed to, it got leaked or whatever, but... When I saw that, I went, oh boy. Uh, I'm going to look at this just to see. I was expecting the worst, to yeah. be honest with you. I was expecting Frankenstein 2.0, kind of. Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't that, for sure. And I think you're right, though. I think that uh, the, the set design looks really good. And I think that the storyline could be interesting enough to hold my interest yeah. in it. Um, well, I, it makes me more interested to see what Marvel's doing. The Joe Johnston, Captain America... The new, the, I mean, their their newer their set 2.0 version of Incredible Hulk just didn't work. Yeah, well, but arguably, I mean, there is an argument that the first one didn't work. I don't believe it, but you do. Like yeah, I, well, I think they both worked in certain ways, but, but neither I of think, them completely worked. I think it, I think they picked interesting projects and interesting people to push them, mm-hmm. and I I hope this will be as good as the first Iron Man. Well, yeah, and you know what? One thing I will say for, for Marvel here, and I think that Marvel for a long time was sort of lagging behind when it came to the comic book movies, especially. Yeah. Well, yeah, because uh, DC had the Batmans and the Supermans. Batman and Superman, sure. For like a decade. Sure, but what I was going to say is, is I think that one thing that I will actually give them a lot of credit for is not just going and getting these generic, uh, you know, oh, this guy directed a couple commercials, let's put him on Thor kind of thing. Right. They're actually trying to get an interesting person to make this movie. Exactly. Whether or not it's right, <laughs> it's going to work. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll see at the end of the day, but but uh, I'm interested. Yeah, yeah, no, me too. I, I, I think that uh, I, I really am interested to see um, uh, the whole tie-together thing, the Avengers. I'm very, very interested to see that because <laughs> it seems like a very ambitious plan that they're actually getting to work, which to me, if it's, you would have said, gonna, I th- it seems like it's got to take a while because they've got to set up all these characters in their own fucking movies sure. first and then tie them together. Right. Well, what I was going to say is that if you would have said to me five years ago, here's what we're going to do. Here's what this company is going to do. They're going to make all of these superhero movies. They're going to make Iron Man. They're going to make Spider-Man. They're going to make Thor. They're going to make Captain America and they're going to whatever. All these movies to set up this one sort of mega movie that will come at some point in the future and they're getting all these big stars and they're going to make movies that are actually good movies Do people want to see this mega movie, I would have been like, oh, bullshit. No one would be able to pull that off. Yeah. And they have been so far. I mean... <laughs> one down. The, well, the Hulk <laughs> ones were middling, but obviously Iron Man was good, you yes. know, whatever. And then Thor looks to be interesting. I'm very interested to see what uh, Captain America will be like. Yes. A, it, a Chris Evans, Joe Johnston, uh, yeah. Captain America... Could go wrong, could go right. I mean, I think that's what th- we were saying about Thor, and sure. this looks more interesting than I was giving it credit for. Sure, sure. 
Okay, well, um, I guess Thor is sort of obviously uh, undecided as of right now, but if you are a fan of these comic book movies, or Kenneth Branagh, or <laughs> Rene Russo, who knows, um, <laughs> go check out the trailer. Uh, I think it's one of those ones that'll be online, even though it's not supposed to be. Yeah, so I probably, think the only one I consistently found it at was the one you put me onto, which is DailyMotion.com. Daily, yeah, DailyMotion.com has it. Uh, so and there and I've seen that website before. They're pretty good about keeping stuff up there. Um, so yeah, I would recommend seeing the trailer at least. <laughs> Give us your impressions. Yeah. Are we wrong? What do we? What did we miss? Yeah, because there's a, it's a. I mean, there's a lot in that trailer. It's five minutes long. Five people. minutes long. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> there's there's some stuff in there. Oh, one last thing about uh, Thor. I was going to ask you, and I missed it when I watched it. Who is the guy that plays uh, Loki or the bad guy, whatever? I don't know. Just if we know, like a nobody guy, guy yeah. right? Okay, I thought it was maybe just not recognizing somebody. No. Okay. I don't think so. All right, cool. Uh, anything else? Where I can they find us, so. though? Can you FBI at gmail.com? They can send us an email. They can send us an email like that. Uh, um, yeah. They can find us on iTunes at Podcast Machine. You can uh, like us on Facebook. Yeah, we got a little uh, little group. Well, it's not a group. Yeah, I was bitching about this earlier. I did it wrong. <laughs> it's not a group. I need to make a group. It's a, What I did was sort of like just this ad page for like a business. And I'm like, well, uh, yeah, that. Clicked it. You know, I, I, I'm not very good at Facebook, okay? Um, <laughs> Jeez, Amos. Get with it, man. I know. Um, so anyway, yes. But at least you can communicate with us, with us directly, have fairly immediate answers. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, I'll feedback. I will respond to any and all feedback on the Facebook page. And, and of course to our email address. Yes. Any and all. Which I checked it today before I came over. In the history of our email address, <laughs> we have had three emails. Woo! Yes. We're rolling now. We're getting there, Phil. We're blowing <laughs> up, yo. All right. So, uh, any last thoughts on anything that you have or have not seen, or just in general? No. Fair enough. Take, <laughs> take us out, Phil. Can you fucking believe it? No. <laughs> <laughs>